2: Slacker,
3: Podcast. Slacker Podcast. Hello Slackers and welcome to the Slacker Podcast This is a much subdued introduction Because I don't want to be as loud as I normally am Because I couldn't sleep and I'm up at 6 in the morning And I'm recording this So, And I'm in a cabin at the back of my house And I kind of get the vibe that my neighbours can hear me Hear every single thing that I do um, So I'm not going to start shouting at the top of my, my lungs just yet let, let's let them ease into the day give them a false sense of security then start shouting then ruin their day See, i think that that's definitely the more devious plan of it um you're very welcome to the slacker podcast this is absolutely brand new and fresh to you it is a podcast based around music um all of the guests that we have on of course are musicians artists or some way Um, connected to it and we bring them on and we play some of their earliest demos um, some demos from uh, current projects and we talk about their career and um, we try and ask the questions that normally aren't aren't asked and this week well of course we'll get to a little bit more in a minute but we've got Matt Berninger from, from The National who has brought a demo from his new project which is Matt Berninger from the National, because <laughs> he's going solo. Um, but big, big love to everybody who is um donating to the Patreon, um of the Slacker Podcast. We have been keeping this going um weekly since since March this year. There's about sixty odd episodes um up there over the last couple of years since we've been doing this. And yeah, I'm just trying to give you guys as much content as possible. Um up on the, the Patreon we have um the Slacker playlist um that we have there. Um I, I do sort of sporadic Patreon only podcasts. Um yeah, it's just like a little community that we've got going on there. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash slacker podcast, you can um join the community, you can donate there and um for very, very little and keep this podcast thing rolling and basically keep me getting New mics and stuff, so everything sounds better. Um. Okay. So like this week, it's Matt Berninger from the National, as I've just told you. Um. He is a massively charming dude. He got one of the biggest reactions that I've ever got when I tweeted about him coming on the podcast. It seems to be the National fans that that follow me are are out and loud, and they they want to hear themselves heard. Um. Which is great, and I'm excited for them to hear this today because, um, I feel that they'll get as much out of this as i did because he's just a very very interesting guy to talk to about politics about music about pretty much everything and he's funny as well really really funny um so here it is the slacker podcast with matt berninger in three two gotta, gotta keep whispering this like a Slacker podcast and we have got um Matt Berniger here for us. Uh how you doing? Are You well? are You good?
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, relatively, I would say.
3: I think relatively in 2020, relatively good in 2020 any other year would be crushingly depressed, I think.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh yeah, it's funny. I mean in the face of all this uh you know horror uh yeah there's a i've been trying uh, figuring out a way to sort of um just just try to try to like you know try to imagine the other side of it and i think the other side of all this stuff i think will be a healthier place um in some ways than where we were coming from
3: yeah you know, as I, long as i get that we, as long as we can get there you know that's true i give i've given up smoking i suppose that's a good thing right everybody knows you. that's good i picked it back
4: up um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah no everybody everybody's doing what they got to do um to, you know and um yeah but i've been mostly just you know trying to stay busy and and yeah whatever just try to like uh, uh chill and not not uh get too sucked into all the bloom yeah. you know
3: we've got a really um wicked demo from from you to start um called love so little so i'm just going to blast a little bit of it in now okay okay so do you want me to like have you heard this demo recently um what's your like do you want do you want to hear it Yeah. you do want to hear it okay
4: well i i i've heard it recently i listened to it again but yeah it's it's almost 2 years old or something and and um and but yeah this was actually this one in this in the demo for Distant Access were the first songs that I sent to Booker, actually, that were the originals. And and, um, yeah, this one he was really, really sort of obsessed with, and and this, I wrote this with Mike Brewer, who was in my first band, Nancy. Um, And yeah, it's just, Mike sent me this, this, Mike just sends me, sits on his couch or sits wherever and just sends me these little guitar ditties, you know, that are just anything and everything. And this one just right away had this vibe. And I, yeah, and so this was something I had kind of sitting around for a while, and and um, you know I was singing all the backing vocals on the demo, but it's basically just me and and, and Mike Brewer on guitar. So yeah, go ahead and play, it, but but I, I turned it turned into a whole different thing. And Booker, this is one of the ones that Booker really fell in love with first.
3: Okay.
2: Where well, you pulled on her, and your palms stopped lips, and you said your mouth was short enough to we be getting to this if I didn't watch the sweet night. And now you lean at the door, and you're fired up, screaming, with your look of freedom telling me that I'm insulted if I can't. Keep up with something. Got the devil when you're in it, they know. Always getting caught in the middle of the soap. Hard to be loved so they don't. Time. Still come. don't let know. We're never gonna buy another set. Bash is crazy. Get kids in the garden. Bring your fear of flying And your lizard, boy. Bring to the top of the stairs. Cause I don't wanna have come down. again. at signs you're lighting up. It's only God. God. Oh, the devil, when you're in it, and I'm I getting caught in the middle of the soul. Hard to be loved, so live.
3: a demo of matt berniger's track "Love so little um obviously it's it's different all the majority of demos are are different to what what ends up on the album but sometimes the ones on the album it's hard to recapture the the instant vibe that you always get with a demo do you find that
4: yeah and and, and that can be a really um dangerous thing to get to, you know, demoitis is, is, is a real condition. It's mm-hmm. a medical, it's a medical condition. And uh, I always used to have it. And yeah, it, it's, there's, a, there is, but there is a, there is something that, that often is uh, lost when you go into a studio. And um so it's, it's a fine line between between being too obsessed with the lo-fi vibe of your demo and, still re- capturing that sort of uh, fresh, unpolished, unthought about, um, you know, I guess, expression. And sometimes when you when you record it with all these people and all the best gear and everybody's in the studio, all the anxiety and you know, too many opportunities to polish it um, to the point where it's maybe loses some of its rough humanity, you know. And so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very tricky balance and I, i'm always thinking about that and yeah you
3: know. what well, where does that track sit in the sort of like the the tracks that you have on on this album in terms of like how important it is because like was this the track that made you think going do you know i'm gonna do a solo album or were you well into the the mind frame of going I'm, I'm gonna do this anyway by that stage
4: when i wrote this song no i had no intention of making a solo album um I've written a lot of songs with mike brewer and just we just have, have like bits and pieces of songs that we've been like we should do something with these someday um and same goes with with like almost everybody who's on this record uh, walter martin i've done a lot of songs with him on his records and he sent me a lot of different things in hayden desser but so all these people are people that i've been kind of sharing little ideas with for a long time And and this one though, um, yeah, when I wrote it, it was just like one of those, but going back in, in kind of collecting, when I started working with Booker, collecting different half-baked ideas, um, you know, that like, maybe I should do some originals and see if he's interested in any of these. This one stood out. I, and so I sent him two. I sent him this one in Distant Axis because I just, there was something about this song that I wanted to, 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 uh, put out somewhere and I didn't want to start another band or anything, but, but, um, but so I guess writing this song is, is so much of it is, is, was, I just kind of wanted to write a sexy song, you know, this like sort of really, uh, there are these two characters and you're not sure like who's saying what to who, you know, and it's, um, it's this sort of, uh, dalliance, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a courtship, you know, um, kind of going on in, in a, and um but you know with with people with with a history you know mm. or something like that so i just i wanted to write one of these like you know you come you've, over here you know you, you know you've, you've like, written sort those sort of
3: sex, songs. sexy songs before my, like but when i when i said i was doing this my friend um emily um said yeah. to me she like the first thing that she said was like um thank him for writing um i'm the man to be it's one of the sexiest songs of all time <laughs> that's
4: uh i think that's sexy in sort of a maybe uh Jim Carrey (laughs) Jackassy sort of sexy ways when Jim
3: Carrey speaks out of his ass like that sort of way are we talking well just (laughs) sexy in the way yeah
4: in the the way a pet detective sexy I guess
3: I don't know (laughs) um what was the like what was the sort of the conference like when when you were chatting to the rest of the guys in the band and you're like going right i'm going to do a solo album like is 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 there even a conversation or is it like they pick up like they pitchfork or look at pitchfork one day and they see that you're doing a solo album no how do you broach that that.
4: no a long long time ago i told all those guys that i was working on a record with booker you know and then um in the process of making the you know it it was started as a covers record but in the process in the studio and just more more original sort of bubbled up and and, and along the whole process and so you, you know and scott was scott wrote one of those and um yeah so i those guys knew everything about this project um i mean yeah yeah it, 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 for for the whole time and you know i sent them i sent these guys the i sent everybody in the band that the, the finished record like a long time ago or like the like the, the the rough mixes probably six months ago or something like that yeah. or, or something um yeah so so that was it, it wasn't at all any kind of a, a secret um but yeah it, it evolving from a covers album into a solo albums happened sort of towards the end like more in the, in the studio and um and um it's still sort of both though it's like the, the deluxe version has has almost all the covers on there too it's like a combination you know, the, the record proper, the 10-song record, um, I wanted it not to be too long, so I just put the, the, the originals together. And, but it all still feels like a big combination of a covers album and a, and a, and a solo thing, yeah. You know?
3: I think you did the, did the right thing by, by putting original songs on it because if it, if it hadn't have worked out, you would be in the pantheon of um, cover albums uh, with a, a luminary such as Guns N' Roses' The Spaghetti Incident uh, and mm. metallica's garage ink so so like <laughs> uh, at least now it, it keeps you out of that conversation well i, I mean honestly i <clears throat> i that is
4: a um I, I wanted it to be a short record i like stardust which is like kind of a, a sonic model and a whatever a, like a, a cosmic spiritual model for this record um stardust by willie nelson is i think 10 songs and mm. um you know, even even now I think it's this, this record's like longer than a lot of my favorite records, you know, like like uh Is This It, you know, by the Strokes is 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 less is shorter than this record. I think their first two records are even shorter than this. I like short records. Yeah,
3: me too. I'm a big fan of them.
4: Play and repeat, you know. Um yeah. and so I wanted that. Um, but then I had all these songs, so yeah. The deluxe is a little bit of a max maximalist package and the regular records more of a finely tuned sort of little little record
3: yeah i remember like when it, when i first got into the strokes like when they first came out i was uh, like 12 or something and i had the strokes and hate to say i told you so by the hives and i used to listen to them at the same time and both together were only 45 minutes like it was less than an hour and you get two albums in which i think's great and still thinks great to this to this day um mm-hmm. but like i i kind of wanted to to talk a little bit about um kind of like the music scenes that you were like into when you were when you were growing up like what what sort of like kid were you like like when you growing up in Cincinnati like what sort of like style of music did, did you have like a, a sort of a tribe or how did well
4: I mean like in until my sister brought home you 2 and the Smiths and Violent Femmes and and that stuff um yeah I was listening to to uh I, I guess Van Halen and 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 um, I do remember, I mean, playing basketball with all my grade school friends and listening to uh, just whatever was on, you know, WEBN or Q one hundred two in Cincinnati, which are just you know kind of schlock rock. But but it was, uh, but I loved it, you know. Um, but it, but when I, I think it was "The Queen Is Dead" uh, by the Smiths and. And um, that Violent Femmes, you know, their eponymous first record. Like when I heard those two records specifically, I remember like there is a whole other um, way to to you know. There's a whole there's literature in music, not just Mm. entertainment, right? And so that's 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 where I started paying attention um, to to uh, songs and the writing and and. And those artists led me to everything else, you know, the Pixies and and all, everything. Then eventually Leonard Cohen and The Cave and all that stuff. which, yeah. you know, became
3: and, and like Tom Waits. Yeah, I quite like it when you get into a group that like like The Smiths are a great example because they wear their influences aesthetically and sonically on their sleeves. So like you know, you will go, they will reference. Um, artists that they're into you'll go back to glam glam rock go back to the girl groups like the, the wop stuff um i've had johnny Marr on the podcast which um mm. i i really enjoyed
4: this guy one of the nicest guys i've ever met yeah
3: very much so um and also somebody who can jump from band to band and still and manage to like chameleon his way into the there yeah. and Modest Mouse and the crabs That's when I
0: after we met
4: him. Yeah, we opened for Modest Mouse, uh, and then you know an R.E.M. at the same time. And yeah, I mean, just being on tour with Johnny Marr was was just so cool. You know.
3: Yeah, he like he still looks younger than. I do, and I'm like in my like early 30s, and it's really annoying.
4: <laughs> well, he would get out of the bus and jog every morning, um, you know, and and he'd, he had his jogging shorts on. I'm like, there goes Johnny Marr, just you know, running in his in <laughs> his like silky jogging shorts. It was just like,
3: that. Ah, how did that happen to my life? He's packing plectrums. Um, as much as I adored having Johnny Marr on the podcast, I I think that as that's as much as I would be scared to have morrissey on the podcast because he kind of feels like he's like growing into the sort of batman quote what is it like you know mm-hmm. you live long enough to, from, to be the hero that you end up the villain and paraphrasing like but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like morrissey is just one of those people now that you're like it makes it very hard for me to enjoy the smith's music still
4: i i have um gone through that struggle um <clears throat> because yeah and morrissey's writing for me was very much a uh a, uh, a beacon of sort of like light at the end of the tunnel in terms of like how how a person can can have you know the, the, the courage to express their complicated self in such fun and incredibly entertaining and brave ways. Um, and so yeah, it, it, it is difficult um, to square. The writing of a person with such empathy and such sort of uh, joy, or something you know, mixed with torture and and self-loathing. But but and then yeah, what what he says now is 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 uh, depressing because it feels feels like he's turned off some sort of or some sort of empathy uh, capability. is 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 gone away or something and and yeah um and some of the things he says now is is i I don't i I feel like kind of the opposite messages that i took from his writing you know when he was a younger man and um yeah yeah, that's that's hard hard to uh square
3: it is but
4: i still love i can listen to the queen is dead and the smiths Mm. and and just find that that i can still find that that um empathy and that that kindness and that bravery when i listen to that stuff yeah
3: does it make you um how does it sit with you really knowing that that feeling that you get from putting that album on other people get from putting your music on because like I, I one thing i've, yeah. I've noticed about your, like national fans is like and your fans is like they're feverish they're they're hardcore. Like they they lo- like they did, like. It's not just like one. Oh, I really like. It's like I love. Like like they speak loud and proud. So mm-hmm. the, so your music makes a lot of other people feel that strength that you talked about. The queen is dead.
4: I mean that's that's like the 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 highest. That's like what you really hope. And that's that's yeah. But I I mean I. <clears throat> I don't really, I mean, it's not like everything I put out there, I feel is, was, was as good as it could have been, or, or, you know, would have done it the same way, but, but I do, I can't, I can't really put a song out unless it's, for me, it's, it's really doing something for me, um, genuinely and emotionally. And it's like, it's unpacking something that I needed to unpack for real. That wasn't, wasn't necessarily easy to unpack. um, Sort of, um, some of them are just fun songs, but 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 cathartic songs, but but so the songs have to do that for me, for and so that's the only way I can trust that maybe it's going to work for someone else, right? So just having faith in your own emotional reaction to what you're doing um, is really the only measurement I think that makes any sense for an artist um, when they're doing art, because if you're trying to and 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 so so i guess that i'm i'm happy that it seems like people connect to it that way the same way i connect to it you know and it makes me assume that that like nick cave and nina simone are actually really really genuinely connecting to everything they're writing and it wasn't pack it wasn't a product that they were packaging you know as a follow-up to this product or that product it was just just art just truth and uh you know mixed with craft but I, so so but i for me it's kind of like i just it just if it moves me it just the chances are uh, it'll move someone else and like um that's that's i've, I've been lucky uh to think to, to just remind myself of that a lot and because it is you get you work on a song and sometimes you're like oh we should turn it into this other thing that might be bigger or better but then it's then you then you're making you're making craft instead of art, or you're making product there, and that's a that that's it's really easy to lose people when they can hear that when they can hear you that you're not being genuine. You're just trying to uh, I don't know. I think press f- some buttons, yeah. You know, I mean,
3: f- fans will be able to sniff that out in a second. Like if they ever think that like somebody they like is dancing for coins, like they will absolutely let them know at any given point.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
3: Well, I remember like when when I played in my band and something bad would happen, so like somebody, it would be like, say like like the guitarist in our band got dumped or something, and it would be like, we'll get a really good EP out of this. And you always hear this, like when something bad happens in an artist's life, oh, you'll get a great piece of music out of this. Um, and I never really like questioned that until quite recently, where I was thinking that's kind of a really um, bleak way of looking at art that you have to go through pain to be able to create. Like I, I, feel like that that's not really a modern way of well, thinking. I,
2: don't know if it's,
4: I mean, that is a cliche, and and that is like, and so, but the idea of pain is. Um, um, just being alive is is, is 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 just you know, and 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 is is can is painful on a daily basis. Is is emotionally uh, sometimes pain. I don't know any. I've never, I've never met anybody who um, doesn't have a have a, a genuine healthy amount of pain in their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people have much much more. Some people have had much. I, I've been very very blessed and very lucky that I've I've, I've um you know I have. I have never had. I've had. I had amazing parents. I had. I have had amazing friends. I've been been very lucky and all that. And um, and but uh just just uh still just just trying to figure out how to be a decent person and um and and a happy person is is a is a struggle for everyone, you know. And then some, mm-hmm. you know. And then people with with action, you know, genuine depression, um, and and. Um, th- those are those are really th- those those are motivating things and that's what artists do. they take they they, they, they create something out of the the, the stuff that's Im- impossible so, sort of to write down and describe with words well, I mean some can novelists they do it but you have to make art sometimes um, that is a bit abstract in order to communicate the abstract emotional, thing you're feeling, which is often these like, why do I feel this all this pain and there's no reason I should. And so you can't just write that in an email to the world, you have to make something um, that embodies that actual blurry thing and and embrace it and and make something of it. Make make something beautiful out of it. and, And then, and then you move on, you feel better, you know, it's, 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 it's physiological, I think artists Artists kind of physically have to make something um, out of this, out of whatever, or else they get depressed, you know? And yeah. I've found that with me. If I'm not making some kind of art, I get really depressed um, because that's really, I guess, the only place where I can get all that really blurry, ugly stuff out in a sort of presentable, um, non-humiliating way, yet it's still often really humiliating. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but-
3: I- if you've uh, put out as many records as you have, like there's there's the likelihood that you have put out something that you may may cringe at looking back on is fine. But I I, I am interested in 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 how you were talking about creativity because as a as a music fan, I I when I connect with something, I uh, I normally find myself between the words, like like if you wrote the words down on a piece of paper or like mm-hmm. I find myself somewhere in between swimming around this double helix of like both like emotion and and craft as you say and it's it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting it's an interesting mix and and something we could talk about forever and never understand really it doesn't really it, well, it's, I like
2: yeah
4: i
3: i when when i i can tell a record is is
4: you know you listen to records and sometimes it takes a minute or two to, to like to to connect or to to find you know it's like meeting a person sometimes every record um even from the artists you may love every one of their new records sometimes takes a minute um, to sort of settle into where, what's what's happening here and um, but when I find myself when I'm listening to a record oh, starting to listen to it again and I find myself stopping and like wait wait what was that and like going back 10 15 30 seconds or you know scrolling back and, like, and then I find myself wait I gotta listen to that one one more time and you and then suddenly you can't get past song track or track three you know or song three or whatever and you then that's when you know this. This is when they keep impacting When it keeps it keeps revealing itself to you, um, and you keep discovering every you know every time you listen to a song, you're like, wait, that's the. That's when you know there's there's more going on in between the lines. It's sparking your head. You want to you you want to like you want to try to connect the dots. It, it's that's when an artist engages when they uh, when they get you to go stop and and like what the, what what was that again? <laughs> is you it? Know
3: like is there a song that comes to mind like when you had that feeling because like i know personally when i listen to other radio stations and stuff i'm screaming at the radio most of the time because they've done something i like or don't like <laughs> mm-hmm. like like, what was the last song that you remember like stopping or uh, what a powerful the moment last song I remember, the last song
4: i remember like stopping or just like a powerful um,
3: powerful moment that you were just like i can't get past this bit of the song i need to go back and back and back why why do you know
4: uh well there's been so many there's like i actually really think that so many artists right now are making just these incredible um incredible works and 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 like um fiona apple's record is is just is just nuts and you know it's just in terms like beautifully just brave and punisher by phoebe bridges is one that that you just keep Like every single song is like you, you like oh, there's so much more going on on this one, and even like the new Run the Jewels album, I'm really, I'm really crazy about. I really, I really love um, the new Future Islands album. It's a, it's sort of a mellower but real cosmic thing, and and there's so many little bits and pieces, and and so there's so many artists right now that I think are 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 doing this really brave writing. you know, I just, I just, um, I think we're in a really good, really healthy place. Artists are doing a lot of amazing stuff. Not, not just like, but, but, but novelists and uh, incredible books and, and 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 paintings are coming out now. And, and yeah, I mean, I think SNL in in some of the late night shows are funnier than they've been in in decades. You know, are starting to be here and there. And so this is this is this is and this kind of time is where and it's not just been since pandemic. It's like you know, four years of Trump, of, of yeah, psycho. You know, <laughs> leading our country. And we chose him. You know, like a criminal buffoon. Yeah. So so artists have been have been digging pretty deep now for a few years, and and it's really I just think I think we're having a real renaissance in art. You know, and yeah. you know, and then darken like an enlightenment in art, and then an endarkenment in our geopolitical world. But. uh that's kind of how it goes artists react first i think or, or react most directly first
3: i i like 100 agree because like uh, obviously your version of trump is our version of brexit um mm-hmm. and, and we've got like the, the diet coke version trade. We did the, right, trade. <laughs> yeah we've got the diet coke <laughs> version in boris but um yeah you're right like i and not necessarily you don't necessarily see the fruits of the of the labor of the labor of the um turmoil that's happening in society and for until a couple of years down the road. And I think we're at that juncture now where there is a lot of great stuff, powerful stuff um coming out. Um but it does make me think it's like, would I give up that much good art and still have some decent art for an easier life for <laughs> for a better president, for a better scenario in the UK?
4: Yeah. Well, well, you know what also is really interesting though? I mean, I'm not going to answer your question. Um, I always do this, but, uh, but <laughs> I, meaning I, I just, I do think what what I feel, see, and I'm really encouraged by is that artists and engagement in, in all these things and like a real, a real embracing of, of, of the issues in politics, not, not necessarily politics and issues in their art, but like, getting out there and, and, and saying what they think about about what's happening. And, and I think that's important. And artists for a long time, there was a um, avoided that because you know why? Because I think they watched too many Dylan documentaries where that was his thing. He just wouldn't be put in a corner, you know, and yeah, when you watch, you know, that all that stuff, the 60s and civil rights through the prism of just Dylan's coolness, um, you you kind of like it becomes this artist, artist, and and you know all
2: in your in your
4: your sometimes the industry in your career is telling you don't, don't do this, play it safe. Um, you know you're an artist. You should. You know, it's not about politics. And I like I like, if an artist isn't writing about all of this stuff, I don't know what they're writing about. You know, and so and Nina Simone would say that too. And so I think. The more than more of the Nina Simone philosophy of no, say it all, get out there, stand by what you believe, stand up and say the things that no one else is going to say. That's your job as an artist. Um now, you know, I know people don't like to be picked be used as like a political tool, and the national sort of has been, you know, but we've we've embraced that and done our 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 best to sort of navigate that weird territory, but artists that aren't writing about all this stuff I, I think are just it's like avoiding writing about love you know how do you avoid writing about all this stuff you don't have to like you don't have to talk it doesn't have to be like a political platform but you have to at least um i, I don't know you just have to be engaged in your world and or else you're, you're writing about you know something else you're just making candy or something
3: you know? <laughs> well i mean what well, what is your like sort of a um reaction to to what's happening now because obviously you would have been with the band and there's strength in numbers and you know you can talk about this with all the rest of the guys and like i'm sure you have people around you you can talk to about it as well but as a as a united front you supported barack um as a united front um you know you would have music out in 2016 i think it's united front that's a really bad sorry sorry sorry. that's that's the same thing with our name we
4: were yeah we had the national had many shows boycotted um throughout europe um because the, the the idea that it's you know that we were some sort of uh nationalist uh thing but anyway yeah uh go ahead so yeah no sorry um, yeah it was a bit of yeah, a mistake they, the band the national has very much you know um been happy to you be involved in to colors and on campaign and everything that we've done and it, both individually we're all individually really involved um we're all uh and collectively the national has has, has found it um yeah we don't feel like it's our responsibility but we're, we're we like to do it um so that'll never change, um, I don't think.
3: Because, like, what well, the way I see it, like, from from this side, because, like, you know, U.S. politics is is world politics, really. Um, at, at the end of the day, and like, you know, when when something happens in the U.S., it, it, it's news in in the smallest of stations in Ireland. It's news in the U.K. I'm not hearing as much about this current election that's coming up at the start of November. I'm hearing like very very little. I see the odd video here and there of like Trump having COVID mm. and Sleepy Joe and, and a couple of bits and pieces like this, but it's by nowhere near as like pronounced. And I don't know whether that's a pandemic thing, but like what's it like with with you? Does it feel as feverish as 16? Oh, it found? feels
4: 10 times more feverish really okay. Yeah, I mean I mean I be it's 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 a grim reality that, um, you know, hopefully in a few weeks we'll, 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 will be on the other side of it and have survived it. But the grim reality is, is, um, yeah, the, the democracy and American democracy is really, really genuinely, I think, um, at risk here and, mm. and, um, see, yeah, Ferris knows, <laughs> um, and he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, Trump is is insane. And I do believe that the sycophants and the, and the opportunists are, around him are are uh, are, un, are not to be trusted at all. We You know, yeah. everything we thought, we thought, you know, like no one ever, no one thought Trump would ever even come close to winning. And then he did. And yes, with the help of the Russians, but with the help of a shitload of Americans too. And now what's happened over the course of his four years, the terror and that what he's, what he's what he's uh, conjured up the fear and anger and hate and white supremacy and, and racism and sexism and he's conjured it and he's um he's turned up the heat on it and now um the idea that he might not even acknowledge um um the outcome of this election is terrifying yeah it's genuinely terrifying so not to freak you out but yeah americans and um it's been it's, it's it's a its it's a dark and we're at, you know we're at, we're, at, we're looking over the edge right
3: now for sure. Wow, like um, I mean that's that's the best way I've 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 heard it put. Um, and yeah, I, and it's got it's got such a knock on effect for the rest of the world because if the rest of the world sees that they can have a leader like Donald Trump that uh, stands for such things, um already. I, can... I mean the damage he's
4: done. I I think we can. I mean we can't bring back the people that have the the, the, the kids at the borders who've died and the people who died of COVID. Uh, in this country and everywhere and 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 the total lack of 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 any kind of sense of leadership from from the united states and this administration is 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 is, uh humiliating and 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 devastating to most americans too and and it's disgusting and and, um yeah so we'll never recover from some of that but i do have an optimism that what's the curtain is being pulled back on, on all these, this deep, deep chronic American um, lies and false, false ideas of, of, of where, you know, of, of progress when, when we're, you know, our healthcare system, the racism, the sexism is just, is just, you know, is, is right under the surface and we have to fix that shit. And, and I do believe that now um, people at least the generation younger than I am, most people are like, are just won't tolerate it, the planet, what we're doing to the planet and everything. So regardless of what happens in the next few weeks, I do think that there's a new America blooming underneath this chaos and this, 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 this just uh yeah devastation and and, and and destruction on top of it which is doing genuine harm irreparable harm but I do believe that there's a new younger America about to bloom and um yeah hopefully I, it'll I, start soon
3: I think that's just the, the scariest thing for for me not being in America but the scariest thing just like looking in and it it, it happens here as well is just that there's a divide for the first time like I, I people tend to now Prescribe to one or the other or the other and that's scary because like i never remembered it to be like like that at any point in in history and i come from northern ireland which was catholics and protestants do you know like yep. now it feels like militant like i can't be friends with you yep. if you're ex there's there's very little
4: extreme thing. tribalism and and, and, it, and it's, it's easy to sell that kind of like us against them, you know, fraternity mindset of like, this is, they don't, you know, and, and it's really easy to sell that bullshit. And it's why it's so easy to start like a cult and it start so easy to, I mean, these wackadoodles who get people to follow them because you just can, you just tell somebody that you're, that nobody understands you the way I do. And, and all of your, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's what Trump called, t- was telling racists and sexists and, and, you know, just and then most of the, the rich corporate people are just like, oh, he's he's going to win this for us, and we're just going to get rich. And they don't, you know, and that's exactly what's happening. And that's all that Trump's doing too. He, Trump doesn't care about abortion. Um, he's just knows how to get rich off of other people's fear, you know. And that's what they all are doing. And so and everyone's suffering. And and, it, and it's yeah, it's really a dark, dark thing.
3: He's like a you know like he's been somebody who's been ubiquitous to New York. Like you can't. Um... Look around the skyline, um, without seeing something that's been trumped by either him or his dad, um, over the over like the the last like hundred years or so, um, I I kind of actually I wanted to touch on New York a little bit because it's, it's the probably what the most important place in the Nationals' history really like it's it's it it, it is the national isn't it really.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, the Nationals formed there, um, and, and actually formed there three years after, three or four years after I moved there, um, and yeah, the National never played a gig in Cincinnati. Until years later, when we when we toured back and did some shows in Cincinnati after you know, and so the, the National was never really a Cincinnati band. It was very much an, a I had a band in Cincinnati called Nancy, and so did Aaron and Bryce and Brian were in a different band. But uh, yeah, but but the National formed in Brooklyn in in, in this old shitty loft that I h- had down by the Guanas Canal, and um, and we were very much a, a New York band. Really, probably maybe as influ I mean we had all these different influences that we were trying to square with each other, but then we would all go out and see, you know, Interpol and, and all these bands in New York and we we're in Walkman and Strokes and yeah, 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 Yeahs and TV on the radio and uh, all that stuff. And um, just were so motivated to, uh, to, to figure out how to, how to be a, a band that good as, the, as those bands. And yeah. So I, I really think of, when I think of New York, I think of the national, you know, I've lived here for, in California now for you know, seven and a half years, but, uh, but yeah, even when, um, you know, I, I, don't know how much I've been thinking. I mean, I always think about New York and I always think about Ohio, about Ohio. And, and I've been writing about California, even when I was in New York, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, the, the national feels like that. Um, and yeah, well, what I'm doing now feels, le- feels more, you know unmoored to a place um and maybe more influenced by all of them a little bit now all these places california ohio indiana new york you know all that stuff is kind of what i write about now
3: um do, do, do you ever like sit down and because obviously i you guys um i, I saw in an interview where like you know not jealous but like you you know you you we coming up the same time as the Strokes, but like nobody would spit on you guys for the first couple of years, whereas like, you know, yeah. they they were really getting their, their moment. But like yeah. ultimately if if I look at it as a as a fan, I'd be like, You kind of outlasted them all and hit your creative peak a lot a lot later than they did. Like I think the, the the Strokes kind of had a lot of glory. Like, I mean, they're still a very good band. I saw them probably I think it was the last gig I went to. I saw them in London um this year. But um They had a lot of fame very early, whereas you had to really earn yours and build up into it.
4: We were really, honestly, we were really lucky that nobody paid attention to us because if, if we had been sort of like the spotlight that was on the Strokes, that which I mean, the Strokes brought the spotlight to New York. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you could say Jonathan Fire eater, um, you know, was this thing in New York, which was the first thing that led to sort of this. Uh, like there's always like a there's always like a first and then there's a second wave and a third wave um Jonathan Fire Eater was the first wave you know kind of on their own and then the strokes and Interpol and, and all that stuff the strokes very specifically brought in the big like just ushered in that second wave and um such a huge spot I mean every single one of the strokes was on their was was their faces on on spin you know individually yeah. you know um you know, Fab had Fab had his own spin cover with just his face on it. You know, and so that kind of global, massive fetishes. You know, they were just fetishized by me, and by everyone, and um, and they they deserved it. They were that good. But 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 um, that's a uh, and all those bands is really e- like Interpol and all of it. it's 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 easy to uh, for people to like just focus on that, and then it's hard to evolve past that it's 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 just not and it's not their fault it's just hard for people's idea of them to evolve right so um we were really lucky that nobody paid attention because if if people kind of judged us on our first two or three records it would probably you know it would we weren't that great yet you know we had potential we were getting there but we i didn't think i don't think we got good until alligator you know and and that's what most people kind of agree um we showed a lot of so we were really lucky that nobody that that that, that we didn't come into like that third wave of, of those new york bands and um and i guess we didn't have to shake off people's ideas of us because that were there nobody had the same idea because mm-hmm. there was people certain people had idea of what we started out is and then there's this new thing and so we kind of confused the expectations Um, And then we made Boxer, which even, I think, was really smart for us to uh, avoid anything that people liked about (laughs) our previous success, Alligator, sort of, you know, the screamy stuff. We, at that point, we'd learn, like, do not let anybody put you in a corner because uh, just get out of all your corners. Because it's more fun to not be in a corner creatively. And it's really dangerous if you try to cater to uh, what you think your fans expect. Um, It's much it's much more fun and exciting to not care what your fans expect and not know what you expect yourself. So we were lucky that way. That that yeah, we nobody would spit on us for for five years.
3: Then thank God. You yeah, you doing you doing this solo album then? Like creatively, does that mean that? it opens up a different side for another national album. Like, can you like whatever creative itch this is, this is scratch. Does that mean that like wherever you go next will sound different to what you've done here? Obviously it's with different creators and stuff, but yeah, probably.
4: I mean, I never, you can't, I never like going back, you know, nobody in the national likes going back to, I mean, um, and, and so this record, I discovered all kinds of things that I, think I will always remember when I go or when when I'm writing or when I'm in the studio. And, but that's what, that's, every time the national works with anybody and, and anytime, you know, anybody comes into the national or anybody works with it, like Aaron working with Taylor Swift or, or us working with Justin or Sufjan Stevens, And even everybody that, that tours with us and everybody that came on tour with I'm easy to find, we had so many people Um, involved that that, that Gail Ann Dorsey, who's also on this record, just really kind of, I learned a lot about singing from her. Um, I learned a lot about, I've learned a lot from every opening band we've ever had, you know, and and just the same way I learned everything from every band I opened for. I mean, the National learned so much from the Walkman. I think the national opening for Walkman and right around Alligator um, was what changed the national, you know, um, really, holy, you know, if we're going to compete, we got to be as good as these guys. And um, so all of this stuff definitely changes the all the wiring and all the chemistry for all of us as artists. So, so I know that uh, I, I wouldn't expect when the national gets back together, it's going to be uh, it, it'll it'll be new territory. And I think we all, that's all, that's, we, we've, we've been, the National has gone down some really deep roads in, I would say, somewhat uh, similar territory um, the, between Sleep Well Beast and I'm Easy to Find. And even the Cyrano de Bergerac musical that Aaron and Bryce and my wife, Corinne and I have written all the songs and music for
2: mm-hmm.
4: those very different types of things, but going very far out onto certain branches. I think the National, when we get back together, we'll, uh, you know, try to plant a new tree instead of keep going out on onto some of these branches um that i feel like we've kind of
3: no tack, no tack, no tack, no i think this disco, is really dark uh, we've, berlin we've, we've talked <laughs> a lot about like an acoustic disco
4: album um we've talked a lot about um doing an album just like in one day um and uh, <laughs> i like that idea writing recording and releasing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the, the national we we've kind of done so many fun crazy things um even with shows and touring and you know we played acoustic for an astronaut while she was in space you know um it's almost like well what the what the hell are we going to do now i think we've all we've all kind of talked about when we get back together let's like let's just start from scratch you know kind of back back to basics and um so that's probably but but for us back to basics nobody knows what that means anymore um, <laughs> yeah there's there no- are some, all these new discoveries that are our new basics well, like so our our basics will be very maybe different than our basics were 20 years ago yeah.
3: my, my final question seeing this, is as you were talking about like how much you've learned from being in the national um from the Walkman from opening for them when you can go and tour this album yourself solo who Mm -hmm. do you want to open for who who do you think you could learn from as a solo artist i would love to open
4: for um actually i'd love to open for idols (laughs) you know i just (laughs) well just because they're such a fun hang and i just and their shows are so cathartic and or um i i just um i love i love that band um and so the idea of being able to like do uh do do a serpentine prison show and then just go get loaded and and, and mosh somewhere um, to an Idols sounds like the best night ever for me um and, uh, but yeah I, I i i don't know every time i open for anybody i learn so much um uh I would like to like like do a small tour. I mean, like a like a you know like a like a, 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 a you know skeleton crew type of a of a, you know thing with with some other you know skeleton crew artists that's or something that's just you know really small. Everybody in the same bus or at least not a big giant train of vehicles you know exactly Uh, i mean that's all i can afford to do anyway it's like (laughs) you know maybe it's a van tour i wouldn't mind doing like one more van tour around america um with with you know everybody who's on the record but whoever can fit in the van i guess
3: that's it well like who knows you there could be a basketball court out there for you to play sometime in 2021 somewhere yeah maybe <laughs> that- a farmer's market or something, <laughs> somewhere. is that a nice like dally or something like that um matt yeah. thank you thank you so much for taking the time to uh chat thank to you. me um and there was like 100 questions that i'd written that we didn't get onto and i'm kind of happy because this was way more interesting than my shit questions so um thank you man thank you for the music um thank you for the demo thank you for your time and um good luck with the album and good luck with the rest of 2020 we all need it
4: yeah and 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 beyond likewise same to you man um take care
3: cheers man bye-bye
4: bye-bye